Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday, a meat Friday at that. In case you're wondering, what's on the Traeger grills? The chimichurri smoked ribeyes and grilled Mexican street corn. And once again, who has it better than us? Nobody. Nobody. Thank you. That's the correct response. We'll hear from the great legendary skateboarder Tony Hawk, who will join us coming up. We'll check in with the Field of Dreams with what happened last night, the Yankees and the White Sox. That was a wonder, wonderful atmosphere and a Hollywood-type ending with Tim Anderson's walk-off home run. Weekend of NFL preseason. We got to see some football last night with the Patriots in Washington. And, of course, it's time to overreact on Mac Jones. Can he win this starting job from Cam Newton? I'd say yes, because if you want an at more, who's the more accurate passer? Mac Jones is. Now, Cam Newton, great athlete, but do you want a great athlete who can sometimes beat you with his arm and legs, or do you want somebody who's going to be in the pocket and you have, you went out and spent money and uh, you got some skilled position players? I would think Mac Jones would give you a better chance to win right now. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Tony Hawk is putting on a a vert contest at the Utah State Fairgrounds on August 27th and 28th. You can go to thevertalert.com for more information. And uh, Tony joins us now. Tony, good to see you again. Uh, You should know that we get a Christmas card from you every year on on, on the uh, show. So uh, I don't know if you know that, but the foundation sends us a Christmas card. And we got one of your skateboards in here as well in the man cave. So... Thank you. Well, hey, it's my pleasure. I want to be represented there. You know, I'm just I just keep trying to inch my way back in. <laughs> if I would have told you 30 years ago, skateboarding is going to be in the Olympics, you would have said what? Um. Yeah, right. Sure. OK. Would you have wanted skateboarding <laughs> as in the as an Olympics? example of something not to do? What's yeah. that? Would you have wanted skateboarding in the Olympics back then? Um. Sure. Yeah, I was never against it. I, I obviously skateboarding gave me so much as as a youth and and shaped my identity and my way of looking at things. But at the same time, I wasn't coveting it. I wasn't like this is our thing and no one else can see it. I was always wondering why it wasn't more popular. And so to have had it in the Olympics back then would have been a great boost, I think. And um, hey, I would have loved to join the fun, too, because I didn't know how it felt like the X Games when they came along. It it felt like that was the anti-Olympics, but did, you know, there were certain sports that maybe didn't want to be in mainstream. Did you, did sure. you understand that? But I, I think that there's a population of skaters that feel that way. Absolutely. Um, and ones that do covet it and don't, and don't want that and, and did start skating because it was their antithesis to team sports. Um, I just never felt that way. Uh, but I do think the X games, what I loved about X games is they let us be, our sort of irreverent selves 
And so sometimes the, the rules were pushed in terms of letting someone go past time or letting someone go way off script and jump off the course or do something that wasn't in the confines of the uh, competitive uh, rule book. And we knew going to the Olympics, that wouldn't fly. What did you see in Tokyo? Uh, I saw some of the best skating. I, I saw a, uh, a whole new generation of skaters that, that are at the top of the game. And I saw after the fact uh, a lot more interest in skateboarding in terms of international embracing of it. How would you have done at 15? Um, I think I would have done pretty well. <laughs> I think I, I turned pro when I was 14. That's the thing that there's a whole, there's a whole uh, sort of misperception that all these, like what happened? All these kids are young. I mean, that, that's been happening forever. I mean, I turned pro when I was 14. I won my first world championships when I was 15. Nigel Houston was considered the best street skater when he was 13. So it's not a great surprise. I didn't think it would be across the entire podium, but uh, it just shows that they, they not only they had the skills, they had a strategy. What did you do? Like, is there something about being young that makes you even better? I don't know if it's being fearless, but what is it about being 14 or 15 years of age and being great at skateboarding as opposed to if you were 25? Uh, I think the resilience that you can bounce back from from big falls, maybe a little easier. And in terms of the park event, which is more the the bowl transition skating, uh, that it, it's it's the size of that is not the the usual size. Like what, what I skate a vert ramp. A vert ramp is about thirteen to fourteen feet tall. Those ramps are closer to ten. And if your size is is suitable for that, you can actually utilize it better. And so the younger kids have a slight advantage in terms of how they can go much higher because they can ball up <laughs> and get up there. If this was a game of operation where we got to see your body, how many broken bones would we we have in that that game of operate? Do we have a hot spot <laughs> on your body that uh, a little bit more surgery? Um, well, sir, knees. Uh, with surgeries, but no, nothing broken on my knees. Uh, luckily, I broke my elbow. I broke my pelvis um, and uh, dislocated my fingers um, last year. That's why these are so fat. <laughs> OK, but at what point do you not get on that skate? You're, you're going to be 53 or you turn 53, I think. I am 53. OK, yes. so at, at what point do you go? I don't know if I can get on the, the skateboard here. I think, I don't know if I'll ever reach that point. I may reach a point where I don't want to do it in public. <laughs> so there's probably a moment where I think, you know what? Maybe today's not the day to go show off. Well, I was wondering how old is too old to get on a skateboard, but you're saying as long as nobody sees it, then I can get on it the rest of my life. <laughs> if, if an elderly man steps on a skateboard, and there's no one around to see it. Does it actually happen? Did you attend high school? Yes. Yeah. Like a all normal... the way through. Oh, you did. Yeah. But you're touring yeah, normal and public school. Yeah. But here in San Diego, uh, it was a little tricky in my junior and senior year because I, I was requested or required to travel for my job as a skater. And um, I tried to make up my work. Like my grades definitely suffered in my senior year. What do you make at age 14 when you turn pro? <laughs> uh, you're gunning for a hundred dollars first place prize money in the professional competition. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Okay. But how, um, who decides, or how do you declare I'm going pro? You just, that means you can qualify for uh, the prize money. Yes. Well, I, I had reached the top of the amateur rankings. And so at the next event, uh, I was filling out the entry form for the event and there was one box that said amateur and there was one box that said pro. And so I, <laughs> Tick the pro box and that was it there were there were no you know birds were not singing there was not a big celebration um it was more like well now you're in the big leagues and you're going to be skating against guys that are four to five years older than you who gave you the nickname birdman um someone on espn i'm gonna i'm gonna probably guess it was salema masakela okay and you're okay with birdman i mean i've just come to embrace it it's okay I mean, there could be much worse. Hey, when I was a kid, 
Tony Hawk rhymed with bony cock. So um, <laughs> Birdman is much more flattering. That's a tough childhood, Tony. was that bullying i I guess they just called it being picked on yeah but you people i love that they go up to you and they go you look like tony hawk and every day your response is um i've heard that (laughs) my my latest response is i i've heard that quite a bit but you're the first today and also who else are you mistaken for um, as of lately, I, I got, I got Lance Armstrong and then I got Tom Brady, believe it or not. I mean, Hey, Whoa. whatever it takes. Whoa. Um, but I think it's just more that it was, it was in their mind. It was like, Oh, that's an athlete. T T Tony, Tom, Tom Brady. That's it. Tom Brady. I don't think it was about the looks. If uh, you had to get out of the house with one piece of memorabilia, what would you take? Oh, wow. Um, that is that that is a difficult question. Um, I do have the skateboard that I did the first 900 on from X Games 1999. And if I'm going to go memorabilia, it's probably that one. Where is that right now? Uh, it is actually at my office where my ramp is. But um, let's just say if there's a fire at the office, that's what I'm taking. Tell me about uh, what's going to go on in Utah, the uh, Utah State Fairgrounds there. Well, like I said, vert, uh, the half pipe vert discipline is something that, that was not in the Olympics, but I think it's something that still is thriving. And, and it, it's a different style of skating because it's more aerial based. So it's more of the, of the big jump, the stuff you saw at the X Games. And so, I'm, you know, on the heels of, of the Olympic success, I'm trying to bring back the whole vert discipline. And we're taking my ramp that you probably see me skate indoors um, at my office, we're taking the whole thing to Salt Lake City and putting it up, and, and it's a free public event. Some of the best vert riders. We've got a Legends uh, skate session on the 27th um, with people like Steve Caballero, Christian Osoy, myself, Mike Frazier, Andy McDonald. Um, so I'm excited. I feel like uh, I've been trying to push for something like this for the last few years. Obviously, it got shelved over the last year and a half, for, uh, and now we're going for it. It's great to talk to you again, Tony. We appreciate your time and uh, have fun in Utah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Sam. That's uh, Tony Hawk. And uh, uh, Seton, Seton's geeking out like he's a, a girl watching the Beatles perform at Shea Stadium there. That's the guy, man. Yeah, I know. That's the guy. <laughs> Paulie goes, can we ask questions? I go, you can, <laughs> you can tell me what questions that you might want asked. When you were young, I was a terrible, terrible skateboarder. And when you're a little kid and see so could attest to us, you know, you saw those magazines and, and you saw what he was doing. You're like, man, wouldn't it be great to be living out in Southern California at 14 years old, being famous like him? I mean, he was really famous at 14, 15. Well, yeah. I mean, I would be famous at 14. That would be fun. But the thing is, is we weren't going to be famous at 14. And then you're just riding a skateboard. I had a longboard when I lived in Arizona. And, you know, it was just you could get around. Uh, and the longboards have come back, but I just remember being on a longboard and uh, that was just a way of getting around. I didn't have a bike, so I was like, all right, I got a longboard here. Yeah, see. And because of like, you know, say magazines like Thrasher, right, which is a skateboarding magazine. Of course it is. And you would be, I don't know, in sixth grade reading through that and thinking like, oh, man, someday I got to get out to Carlsbad High School because that's where these guys are skating. Like, there's no reason anybody on earth should be from New Jersey would be like, I got to get out to California so I can go to Carlsbad High just to see where these guys skated. But then even, you know, you fast forward all these years later when uh, the Super Bowl was in San Francisco. And there was this movie in the 80s called The Search for Animal Chin. And I was in my 30s, late 30s at least. And I took a whole day going around San Francisco just to find the spots that they oh, wow. rode in in Search for Animal Chin. Because it was just those more. And Tony Hawk is a huge part of that era, you know. You just see these 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds, and they're doing all these tricks. And, and there's something about when you're young. Like your kids, when they start to ski, low center of gravity, they have no fear. They just go. And it feels like that's the way with skateboarders, where they just go, hey, I don't have any fear. Like, they don't know better. They don't think that way. Whereas, hey, I'm 25. I got to protect myself. These guys are just like, and, and girls, they're like, hey, let's just go for it. All right. Uh, 
Let's pull question for the final hour. So the final hour, I switched it up. Whose career would you Ooh. want with our friend Tony Hawk, mm. Kelly Slater, Ooh. or Sean White, the best snowboarder okay. ever, I believe, or, and also skateboarder? All right. And the early leader is Tony Hawk, actually. Kelly Slater is tough to beat, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Tony Hawk is such a great businessman. Like you'd have to factor that in as well. I, I don't know, you know, buying a, a skateboard or a surfboard, big difference there. Um, but Kelly Slater, and still, well, he just retired, I think, from competition, didn't he? Retiring from surfing. <laughs> to surf. <laughs> it's like retiring from golf to golf. Yeah. Um, by the way, pick up a bag of uh, Penny's Bang Biscuits. Penny is our house dog here, the big German's dog. Gourmet biscuits made from scratch using healthy, all-natural ingredients. And uh, 20% of all Bang Biscuit sales given back to hand-picked partners in the pet industry. Available on danpatrick.com. Uh, Fritzy has a uh, limerick. He had one in the first hour based off of the Field of Dreams game. And he has one more limerick that I'm looking forward to. And we'll have that later today, Todd. That sounds great. Final hour, we'll have that. Time is ticking. Are we going to be able to squeeze it in? Yes, I will. Should I be concerned? I I don't think it'll take you that long to... uh, They're pretty quick. It's like a 12-second thing. Yeah. No, I I look forward to your your other limerick I appreciate the positivity and the support you're bringing out. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like uh, Usain Bolt trains for four years to run 10 seconds. Todd spends (laughs) hours on... 12 seconds it's of sad. content. It's a yeah. sad thing, but it's okay. As long as you're a big support. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but Bolt wins gold medals. Okay. <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah. That's what we're going to do now. Todd's like that uh, that uh, hurdler that we had from Haiti oh, oh, no. back in 2016. Where <laughs> Oh, no. You think I could even jump that high to get to no, the no, half no. part <laughs> of that obstacle? I couldn't get even to the mid portion of that thing that stood uh, up this there. This video that Seton brought out or McLovin brought out, is 20, McLovin did, the Olympics in Rio 2016, and they're doing the 110-meter high hurdles or something. <laughs> and there's this guy who's in the ninth lane, and he's out of Haiti, and he's like pointing to his wrist like it's my time and he's putting up number one. And he looks like he he walked onto the track and, and he was an imposter and and he didn't even make it over. He made it through up to half of the first hurdle. He didn't make it like he just clipped it. He he, he went right into it. He flipped over. <laughs> For a second, I thought he didn't see the hurdles. Like, for some reason, he had a vision issue that he had LASIK or something. He couldn't see the hurdles. It's it's just where you're going. It, it, it it's, it's awesome. It's so great. I mean, thank God he wasn't hurt. But it's just so much fun. It We laughed. We just, I, I just go, keep playing it. Play it again. Play it again. Great stuff. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to an actor, Frank Whaley, who was in Field of Dreams, also Pulp Fiction. He's in the famous scene with Samuel L. Jackson. He's Brad, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson is not happy with Brad and some of his uh, roommates in this apartment. And, of course, uh, he was in Field of Dreams. And uh, we'll talk to him about uh, both of those roles when we return. Coming up on 18 After the Hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Oh, discover the Discover card, and you will discover a lot of different things. How amazing is this? Discover will match all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. No limit on how much you can earn. Amazing, right? Even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. Which means when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more. Discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs. It's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are messed up on this show. The NASCAR <laughs> Cup Series heads to the Brickyard to take on road course for the very first time witnessed the start of a new tradition Sunday at 1 Eastern on NBC. Field of Dreams last night in Iowa. Kevin Costner was there coming out from the corn. You had the Yankees. You had the White Sox. It was great TV. And Paulie goes, we need to get uh, we need to get Frank Whaley on. My buddy. I go, all right. Well, he, of course, played the young Archie Moonlight Graham in Field of Dreams. Of course, he was in uh, Pulp Fiction as well. You've been on a, the show a couple of times. Good to have you back, Frank. Um, when people bring up Field of Dreams, what did they ask? Uh, can I spare a few dollars? Oh, okay. Mostly my family. Yeah. <laughs> um, How no, much did you get paid for that role? Um, it, was, it was many, many years ago. Probably I was, prob- and I was young, I was probably paid the Screen Actors Guild minimum weekly, okay. which in those days was a few hundred dollars. But what, I was happy. I was happy you, to have the gig. What were you told in the audition? Uh, I, I, I remember not, not, they didn't give me the script. They just had this, the, uh, some pages from the scenes that I was in. So I had to kind of deduce my, you know, myself, but they, they just told me to, you know, to be, to keep it natural, as I recall. And, uh, you know, it's hard to remember that was many, many years ago, but I was a lot of actors, um, in my age range at that time wanted that role because it was, you know, it was talked about, you know, what did you think though, when you read the script, I I mean, I, I mentioned it yesterday when you look at that and you go, okay, um, hey, this is the uh, premise for the script. And you're going, really? Like they, they're going to make a movie out of that? I, I mean, Costner said it's the most dangerous movie he ever made because he didn't know if people are going to laugh at it and spit it back out at him. What did you think when you uh, you heard the premise for it? I felt the same. It was it was a different, obviously a different kind of sports film that, than, you know, we're used to. Although I guess The Natural had that sort of same same kind of, feel to it but yeah what i wasn't sure what to make of it at all um and and you know i felt the same way it was hard to it was hard to really know how it was going to come out although it was a really good script and obviously had a great cast so there was it was there was some high hopes for it from my perspective when do you meet costner we all got together uh before we started filming in california for for a read-through and it was it was it was every, everybody in this in the, in this sort of loft on Hollywood Boulevard um, assembled around this table. And I was a nervous wreck. Burt Lancaster was there, James Earl Jones. And <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was. I mean, I, not not long before I was I was selling like various bodily fluids and 
tube socks on the streets of Manhattan. <laughs> and there I am in this room and there's Burt Lancaster and they put me across from Burt Lancaster at the table and, and Costner was there and, and everybody was really nice and Phil Robinson and, and, and the, the part, you know, leading up to my first line, which is when I introduced them, myself to them and, the, and when they picked me up on the side of the road and, and I was really nervous because I knew my, my time to speak was coming up. And I said, I said, the line is something like, I'm Archie Graham. And Burt Lancaster, after I said the line, Burt Lancaster stopped the reading. So hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh boy. And he said, that's the wrong, that's the wrong pronunciation. And I, I was mortified um, that, and, and he, he explained that it was Graham, which is sort of three syllables instead of Graham, which is one, <laughs> the way I was saying, my upstate New York twang. And uh, he, he, he corrected, he, he worked with me like three times on saying the line. I just could, I wasn't getting it because I was so nervous. And finally he said, all right, all right, let's just keep going. And then I sat there the rest of the, you know, the reading mortified, feeling like an idiot. You didn't think you were going to lose the job, did you? Of course. You always feel like you're going to lose the job, no matter what. And, and um, but, you know, I, I, that, that whole, I think that was the beginning of everybody sort of being annoyed with me. Um, I still, to this day, I believe Kevin Costner just is really annoyed. He was annoyed with me from the very beginning. Why? Because I was a wise ass and, and, uh, you know, I, yeah, um, not what not was you, you still are. Yes. 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 Um, I began very early and uh, and I just think <laughs> there was a there was a couple of incidents on the set where, I, you know, I, I crashed a, uh, a golf cart into the side of a camera truck. There was all these golf carts around and, I, I, you know, I had a lot of time. And I was always speeding around into golf carts and I slammed into the side of this camera truck. And, and I remember that was one of the earliest moments where Costner was like, he, like it was as if it was his camera truck. He was so, he was really annoyed with me. And I was like, what, what's your, they, don't they have insurance? Should they have insurance? Which was the wrong approach. But um, I mean, I, that was sort of my, you know, I was this kid running around, you know, He's uh, Frank Whaley, the actor, film director, screenwriter, and uh, he, of course, was in uh, Field of Dreams. He was Archie Moonlight Graham, the uh, the younger version of Archie Moonlight Graham. <laughs> Graham. Graham. Apparently. Uh, Pulp Fiction, The Doors, JFK. You've uh, you worked with uh, Brando, Costner, Samuel Travolta, Val Kilmer, Tom Cruise. Uh, yes. Who was the most intimidating actor out of that group? Uh, probably Samuel, just because of that, the context of that scene. It was pretty scary. He was he, he was so good. I mean, he's a, he's a sweet, wonderful man. But th in that in that in that scene, filming that scene, he was pretty scary. So let me let, let me let me play a portion of the uh, of that scene to let people uh, revisit that that anger that was there. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart mother. That's right. <laughs> How many takes in that uh, that scene? Many, 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 many takes. Um, Tarantino is, is a you know is a perfectionist, and there was there was it was a long couple of days, and uh, I, I remember the the gun the gun shots, which are these like electrical they call them squibs, these electrical charges they put all over you. We did that a number of times. I ended up with all these bruises on my on my chest. And um, there was some question about how close they held the gun to my, you know, the and to the guns to my face, uh, Samuel's gun to my face, because there's, you know, there's a certain, you know, uh, standard to which the stuntmen will allow. It. And Tarantino was like, no, it's got to be closer. It's got to be closer. So it was all pretty, pretty wild and scary, but fun. But it, since the scene is basically you and Samuel, do you do you talk ab about the scene? Just you two? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, between takes, it was fine. It was just, you know, it, it's when somebody's that good and that and that charged and and and, and uh, impassioned in their in their work and their acting, it's it's like, you know, you kind of you kind of really feel it. And so, you know, but but other than that, you know, he and and. 
Travolta. We, you know, we all, you know, we laughed and drank coffee and talked. Did you understand how big that scene was going to be at, in the moment? No. And people, people ask, uh, you know, uh, the same with Field of Dreams. I mean, it, it, it's hard to know that. I mean, you kind of feel the, the sense that there's something, you know, kind of big going on. Um, and, you know, there, there's a there's a sense of that in the air, but it's hard to predict. You know, I, I, I was I was away in both in both instances. I was away working on something else when those films were released. And and I got kind of peripherally, you know, notified of, you know, like, this is great. This is great. Have you seen it? Have, you know, and I, I was I, I was when Pulp Fiction was released, I was actually in Europe. When I came back, I was living in New York City at the time. I suddenly was recognized on the subway. People were like, you know, looking at me and talking about me, which which was frightening for me. Did they call you Brad? They they were yeah they were they were they were saying they were quoting the film and and just kind of people in New York they kind of you know just kind of look at you and which is a little bit you know for me at the time was was frightening and and odd because it hadn't happened up to that point and so but. There was quite a bit of that after that film was released. I mean, it's quite a resume that you have here with Pulp Fiction, Field of Dreams, JFK. Uh, you were in the the door. You were Robbie Krieger in the in the doors. Right. Uh, the Freshman is, uh, you know, with with Brando, Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise. These yes. are these are these are all high end movies there. Do you still get do you get residual checks from all of these? Yeah, but they're only at this point, they're like six cents. Yeah. You know, three dollars uh, and eighty four cents or, you know, like I, I, I will often like, uh, you know, get li- checks from like films like Little Monsters that I did for like le- like minus three cents. <laughs> like I owe them. It cost you. <laughs> yeah, I have to pay. You have to send you know, me. You know, so my wife was like, OK, we owe we owe seventeen dollars for uh, Ruffian. Uh, did you keep anything from the set of any of these movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Field of Dreams. I have, I have a whole bunch of cool stuff. Like um, it was it, the film was really called Shoeless Joe. And actually, I have a Shoeless Joe cast and crew T-shirt. Um, uh, uh, like these old Field of Dreams hats that I think they gave out. Like stuff. You know, I have a storage room that I, I didn't visit for a long time, and I went over there and opened a box. And it was all this really cool stuff. Um, they used to give out jackets at the end of these films. Like you know, Casa Crew Jack, they sort of stopped doing that now, and I have like like a whole bunch from that, Um, like a bunch of a lot of Doors stuff. And uh, you know, I'm I always I tell my kids that it's there when after I'm gone, you can you know have a have a yard sale. That's what yeah, that's what it's for. I was wondering if Val Kilmer stayed in character when he was Jim Morrison in the Doors. In between takes, did he stay in character? He strikes me as he would stay in character. Yeah, he, he he everybody you know everybody was instructed to call him Jim. Um, I defied that rule, and um, and he he wore the same leather pants I think for the entire the entire production. And uh, yeah, he was he was very much that uh, yeah he's very much cut from that mold of the of method, uh, and you know stays in character, and uh, which is you know is what we love about him. But also, you know, you see that documentary that he has out now, which is fascinating. And and you became really good friends with Val. Yeah, we became really good friends. We became really, really tight on the set of the doors. Um, we're, you know, it's 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 it was kind of a thing where we we're sort of opposites. And but we were, you know, very close. And I loved him. He he played uh, uh, in the first film that I wrote and directed, Joe the King. Um, he played uh, a character which is loosely based on my father. And uh, so we, we became even even more close uh, on that. And he uh, in that film, I think he gives one of his best performances in Joe King. And but he's great in the doors. And um, I love Val. Um, and and, you know, he's he's an he's an exceptional person and, and brilliant actor. And yeah, that documentary is, is something else. Yeah, I was watching some of it last night. Frank, it's great to catch up with you again. Hope the family is well. And uh, thanks for joining us, sharing some uh, memories. Thanks for having me. That's uh, Frank Whaley. He, of course, was in Field of Dreams. Uh, it's, that's quite a resume. When you say, oh, who have you acted with? Uh, Tom Cruise, Brando, Costner, Samuel, Travolta, Val Kilmer. 
And uh, he was Archie Moonlight Graham, Graham uh, in the, uh, he was the younger version. Yes, Seton. I love those kind of details um, that Frank shared where Burt Lancaster is like, no, 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 it's not Graham, it's Graham. <laughs> because where he's from, that's how they would pronounce it. Like just getting that minute of a detail and how important, no, 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 no. it's Graham. 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 Yeah. Uh, reminder, Jen Fritz, Todd's wife, will be joining the 1215 Club today. <laughs> how about that? Holy cow. Boys in the back, their podcast, the 1215 Club, available this afternoon wherever you get your podcast. You can go to danpatrick.com for that. But uh, Jen Fritz will be the featured guest on the 1215 Disturbing. podcast. Yes, he Better booker today. Whoever got Jen Fritz or Todd in his list. Well, I'm going to give the nod to Todd. You are. When we come back, Todd has another limerick and a challenger with a limerick of their own. Also, if you're watching on Peacock, we open up the Traeger Grills. You'll be able to see what we're having for uh, lunch today. It's the uh, chimichurri smoked ribeyes grilled Mexican street corn. Who has it better than us? Nobody. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, another successful Meet Friday. Tyler, the moderator, did a wonderful job. Close-up shop here as we always do on Friday. Here's Arcade Fire. I was thinking about this last night, that there will be a time, I don't know when it's going to be, when we'll play that song for the final time that we do this show. 
I don't know why I thought that, but I thought that last night. This isn't the time. This isn't the last time that we'll play it. I'm just saying we got a few years. To do. No, 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 not retiring. No. Yes, Eden. Do you think when we play it for the final time, we'll know it's the final time? Yes. Yes. I will let you know. I will let the audience know. I don't know if I'll let them know right in the moment where I'll go, and we're going to close up shop as we always do. This is the final time you will hear Arcade Fire on this show as we say goodnight. Turn out the lights. But uh, no, we got we got a few more years. At least I'm, I hope so. A few more years. Yeah, McClellan. Remember we used to discuss who'd be the final guest? Yes. I, I always thought it was one of my better jokes. I said it should be Tim Kawakami because he covers so many teams in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you still have Rich Eisen a little frosty because we had uh, Dan Bickley on one time. I, it was at the Super Bowl, I think, and, and we bumped Rich Eisen because Dan Bickley had some news and with the Arizona Cardinals or something there, and I was like, hey, we, you know, we got to get to Bickley. Yes, Seton. Which is it's kind of fair. Rich's point. I see what he's saying. He's like, I came on all year, and now the day before the Super Bowl, you guys bumped me? I get it. I'm a journalist, though. I can't play favorites. Yeah. Even to my friends. Traeger Meat Friday. Pick up one of these grills. Go to TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. Traeger offers the perfect way to cook all summer long. Grab one at your local dealer. Real wood-fired flavor. Set it and forget it. Convenience. All right. Uh, Todd's got a limerick here. Uh, The topic of your limerick is what, Todd? It's about the the Patriots game and uh, the two quarterbacks fighting for the starting job. Okay, so are you ready? It's uh, Cam and uh, Mac Jones. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Some Foxborough fun at Gillette. QB battle for rookie and vet. Both won a national title. Belichick's decision is vital. Will picking Cam be filled with regret? All right. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. I look forward to that. Mitch in Wisconsin would like to answer with a limerick of his own. Mitch, welcome. What do you have for us? Uh, 511-160. Okay. I've got a limerick dedicated to Fritzy. Dedicated to Fritzy? Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, go ahead, Mitch. You have the stage. When it comes to booking guests, he's tops. Newspaper headlines, he mocks. But when he starts limerick writing, he struggles with comedic timing. Hall of Fame Marshall's last name rhymes with... Sausage? <laughs> Very nice. Okay, thank you, Mitch. Sausage off. <laughs> see, see what you created. I can't, <laughs> you you have so many great memories, moments on this show, but when you couldn't understand what rhymed with pork and pork, it's all overshadowed by that. The rhyme it, thing, it, not being able to it, cut the the net down is just they can't sweep. I got a lot of problems. Basic things that the average kid can do, I find quite complicated. I, I thought you were you were joking when I gave you a broom to sweep up the confetti. I was quite sure I was doing that the right way until you guys started cracking up. I'm like, no, you, you, you had a broom that you treated it like it, you were playing shuffleboard. Well, I was pushing snow off the curb into the street. And I go, I, you, you, I said, Todd, have you ever used a broom? And I don't think you have. I use like the little dustbuster thing that they, you know, with the electric, and then just kind of sucks up when if I see a piece of lint or some piece of. You crumb didn't or, know how to use a broom. I wasn't exactly sure how that was going to work. And Paulie's birthday cake, you, you couldn't, you killed that birthday cake. <laughs> like it was a crime scene that when you mess. got done. I like turned it into like a big snowball and I just like mushed it. It was bad. And then uh, when we were cutting down the nets, the final show at the old man cave. Well, that's because there was no lefty scissor. But uh, there was a good point no, made by Seton. He said so... there's a way if you pull it down and make it nice and taut, you and know, tight, what? you could cut it with the righty scissors. And I, I didn't do that. I, I'm going to get some lefty scissors there for you. I had a little vertigo though. Well, when I got up on the oh, ladder, I was just... I was distracted. I was afraid I was going to fall off the ladder. Yeah. As long as you did it on camera, you know what I say about content. Yeah, yeah, Paulie. The more I hear about Fritzy's childhood and little stories that drips and drabs that we hear about about like getting shots when he was perfectly healthy, it explains everything. Like we, we realize where this all came from. Whose he's mom not- convinces their doctor to give them a shot when the doctor said, okay, he's, he's fine, his temperature went down, he's okay. And then she has a secret conversation in his office and then we come out of the car so we could pull our pants <laughs> down and get a shot in the butt, a big needle that we didn't need initially. I think it's awesome. So disturbing to it, me. It's awesome. And then you call, you have to call your mom at at least once a day. At least once a day. Because if it more than 24 hours goes by, she sends the police throughout uh, Connecticut. Look, my son must be dead. He didn't call me last night. I'm on the back of milk cartons, my picture. 
Uh, but you know what? You turned out okay, right? Did I, though? <laughs> I don't know. That's the juries are still out on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, McLevin, final results of the poll question. Who would you rather be, Tony Hawk, Kelly Slater, or Sean White? Tony Hawk beats out Kelly Slater. All right. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Wow. 1986, the USFL signed Herschel Walker. Herschel. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Herschel Walker of the uh, USFL left the USFL in 1986 mm. to play with the Dallas Cowboys of the National Football League. Mm. That's it? That's it. It's a pretty dry day. Okay. Um, Michael Phelps uh, ended his Olympic career, part of the uh, gold medal winning four by 100 meter relay team. And that uh, was the last of his 23 gold medals. We will get the Michael Phelps swimsuit on Monday. We will be off. But uh, when we come back, uh, Paulie will pay up his bet. He will get his chest waxed and he will wear the Michael Phelps swimsuit for the entire show. I have about a week to lose 17 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And going on vacation. That that's help. that's usually when you start to lose weight, right? right? That'll, that'll help. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even look at the, the preseason schedule for this weekend, McLevin. Some of the marquee games. Well, uh, Green Bay plays the Texans. That's one that is interesting. Oh, for yeah. Me. Jordan Love. At Green Bay. Yeah, I did, actually, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but does it really matter who's playing? You're looking for the second stringers, right, in the rookies. Paulie? Tonight, you got Titans-Falcons, Bills-Lions. Mitch Trubisky getting a lot of run tonight for the Bills. Cowboys-Cardinals. That'll be all backup quarterbacks for the Cowboys, right? Whose microphone's open? I can hear... Uh... Oh, that's fine. Sorry. Okay. What else do you have? Uh, Saturday, Dolphins-Bears. A lot of Justin Fields. They said he's going to get more than a half. Mm. Broncos-Vikings. Don't know who the quarterbacks are in the Vikings. Well, they're all in COVID protocol, right. aren't they? Yeah, they're going to run the wing T with uh, Jared McKinnon. Joe Cap is going to come back. Browns-Jaguars. Saints-Ravens. Jets-Giants. Uh, that's tomorrow night. Yeah. Bengals-Buccaneers. Chiefs-49ers. Okay. Seahawks Raiders. Then Sunday you have a night game, or actually an afternoon game on Sunday, Panthers versus the Colts. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's some interesting I don't know uh some of the other players that I'm looking forward to seeing as much as the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that are rookies. Um certainly Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, interested to to see how they fare. Uh, Zach Wilson, how much does he play? If you're the Giants. Yeah, I mean, this is a big game. It doesn't seem like that nationally jets giants you know there was always a little bit more of that you know the giants look at the jets as their little brother and you just want to make sure you know they're not going to get an edge on you here yes mclovin how about the drew lock teddy bridgewater qb battle we haven't talked much about that there's a reason you don't think either quarterback is uh, I don't. Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think uh, whatever anybody does this year would still prevent the Broncos from going out and getting Aaron Rodgers if they had that opportunity. All right, we'll go around the room. What we learned on the program once again, Todd Fritz's wife will be on the 1215 podcast, the 1215 Club. And uh, I guess everything's on the table. You're allowed to ask your wife anything uh, the backroom guys would like to ask her. It's a little scary. Yeah. It'll be available this afternoon wherever you get your podcast, the 1215 Club. Todd, what did you learn on today's program? Frank Whaley, who acted in the field of dreams, believes Kevin Costner, Burt Lancaster, and the rest of the cast did not enjoy having him on set. McLovin? Tom Curran says that Mac Jones is catching up to Cam Newton. Yeah, he sounded pretty confident about Mac Jones' play and a chance to maybe be their starter week one. Seton O'Connor? Uh, Tony Hawk went to high school. Yeah. yeah. Probably not in a traditional way of going to high school. I think he's from Torrey Pines, isn't he, growing up? Paulie, what'd you learn? Field of Dreams was almost called Shoeless Joe. What we learned brought to you by the great folks at Mercedes-Benz. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thank you. We're going to be off for a couple of days, our last vacation before we start the NFL season. Have a great weekend, everybody. One more item as we close out the show. If you were just watching on Peacock, then you got to see the Traeger Grills. Open for business, the chimichurra smoked ribeyes grilled Mexican street corn.
You can do the same thing. It's easy to do. Traeger does all the work. Traeger grills enhance everything that you cook. It's wood-fired flavor. On top of that, Traeger's going to be able to offer that versatility. They call it six-in-one versatility. And that means six things with one grill. You can grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, barbecue. All in one grill. The possibilities are endless. Pulled pork, pizza. You can have uh, pie on there. You can have cocktails on there. Traeger makes cooking delicious food incredibly simple. You can control the grill's temperature. You can do it where you're not even in the same room, same place as your grill. They have Wi-Fi technology. Control the grill right from your smartphone using the Traeger app. Download all the recipes, including today's recipe, TraegerGrills.com slash DP Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening.